Yeah, you do look like Cruz. Well, you know, after all, cocktail was made because of you. Hey, Fish, guess what? We are live with another jam-packed show. Also, a very bright show. Obviously, you're wearing sunglasses. We are going to get a mouthful of good stuff from our special guest, Jesse Hearns, the master chef who's killing it in Memphis. And yes, he is the brother of boxing great Thomas Hitman Hearn. And we will talk to him and Jesse a bit little later. Not Thomas Hearns. We're going to talk to Jesse a little bit later. Now, Hardline is examining the NBA playoff bets, so you can stay ahead on your gambling account. Plus, he is examining the scarcity of prop bets. Heidi's Hollywood has some binging, and she brings us Mark Weiss, a guru of rock and roll photography. Can't wait to talk to him. We have our schmuck of the week and who's got the swag. Plus, we look at some sports pastimes that need to stick around and come back or come back either way. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Daily Fish. John Daly here with Eric Snyder, a.k.a. Fish. We are coast to coast coming to you from Las Vegas and Myrtle Beach. We talk sports, entertainment and everything in between fish. We got a we, we, we've got a bright show today, which, you know, I can see why you're wearing the sunglasses. Oh, I can. My, my eyes are going spinning in my head because we got sex appeal with Heidi. We got food with Jesse Hearns. We got sports with Hardline. And here comes this guy, Mark Weiss, man. This New Yorker, cool cat. He's got pictures we're going to show you. And I grew up in the 70s and the 80s, and he took the pictures. Wait till you see the pics, some of these rock bands and these characters that, that we're going to show you. It's awesome. Looking forward to it. All right, folks, questions or comments, drop it in the chat box. Or if you're not watching us live, you can email us at dailyfish, the number one, at gmail.com. All right, time now for the daily grind. Are we losing two pastimes that we need? The first, well, it's chess. Started in India 1,500 years ago and then flourished around the world. You still see chess boards in parks, especially in major cities. Now, if you're not certain about this, go see the film Queen's Gambit or learn about Garry Kasparov, a Russian. So we're going to ask you this. Has our internet device world changed all that? Is chess with its kings, queens, knights, and rooks Seeing a modern-day checkmate fish? It's crazy. I grew up with chess, and we're finding out now that how Ukrainians that are in bunkers trying to get away from the sounds of war is they're playing chess. 1,500 years ago, this game started in India, and you go to parks. There's parks even in L.A., Rancho Park, New York. Remember the great scene on Independence Day when Jeff Goldblum and Judd Hirsch are playing chess? They're actually concrete blocks, you know, and then on top of it is painted chess boards. It's a great game. It's competitive. It teaches you how to use your mind, and it seemed to be a lost art. And the reason why I brought it up, and sometimes I'm daily fish, John, we talk about things in sports and events that aren't the usual baseball, basketball, hockey, and football, is because kids are going on their phones, and they're playing chess, and it's not the way to do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. you got to sit there and watch the Bobby Fishers and the guy who's a cast for us. Remember, remember um, Boris Baskey, John, with the whole Russian-U.S. Yeah. Oh, yeah, thing yeah. back in the 70s? It was great. Back in the 60s and 70s, it was great stuff. It was real competition. It really was. Yeah. It's great. Yep. Uh, Good I, stuff. You know, go on and play chess. Play backgammon and play chess. It, it invigorates the mind. It really does. Absolutely. All right. And finally on the grind, a second pastime that we are wondering about. Bowling was a perfect strike for American society in the 60s and 70s. Huge TV ratings. Remember Chris Shankle covering the Professional Bowlers Association? Well, that coverage by ABC ended in 1997 with an emotional sign-off from Schenkel. I remember it. Uh, the question is, did that signal a change in American society? Because bowling brought so many people together. Does it anymore? Fish, is bowling now just a social gutter ball? It's a shame. You know, they still have it on ESPN. It doesn't have the allure because now people are going on their phones and they're bowling on their phones. Idiots. Bowling is such a social thing. How about people having bowling leagues? You bring your food and you meet people. Great way to meet girls and you have a great time. But let me give you some names that you remember. Maybe some of our older people remember. Johnny Petraglia, Nelson Burton Jr., Earl Anthony, and this guy. Check out this video, John. Give me the thumbs up when it's done. Because now trash talking with the older generation. Check this out. <laughs> It's just unbelievable, man. I love I love the sport. To claim it. A strike to claim it. And he got it! I love it. I love it. I do remember that. 
Pete Weber. It's great. I mean, uh, yeah, real quick. Strike to claim it. A strike to claim it. And he got it! It's good stuff. You're muted. We got major computer problems here. So we're going to try to get through this show. Anyways, Fresno and Modesto, two cities in California. Derek Carr went to Fresno State, right? Central California, San Joaquin Valley. They have more bowling alleys per capita than anywhere in the United States. And it's a great wow. social, great, it's a great socialization event. Where it has it gone? Please go bowling. You know, I agree. I actually do some with, there's a, a veterans group around here. It's called the River's Edge Veterans Association. And right the week before the Super Bowl, we actually have an event uh, where we go, where we all go bowling, we give money, and the money goes to the uh, to the Veterans Association. One of the best celebrity golf events I was ever in was Michael Jordan's event. And he put together a bowling night. And people looked at him like, are you nuts? And what he did was he just, he turned down all the lights and blasted the music. And you played your golf team, you played with them and you competed there. And that became one of the highlights of the golf tournament. The people were more interested in the bowling because it was just so much fun. So, yeah, bowling does get back. It is a great social event. Go ahead. Can I say one thing? One of the biggest cult films in the recent 20 in, in the last 20 years is The Big Lebowski with Jeff Bridges and John Goodman. And those scenes when they're bowling and the trash talking between Goodman's character and John Turturro in the tight. I mean, it's classic. You see that all they show it in a lot of Academy Awards as far as funny scenes and movies. Uh, bowling needs to get a resurrection. I love I love doing it. You know what? We're going to start a daily fish bowling team. You, oh, me, Hardison, and Heidi. All right? Heidi can wear the tights, and then Hardison, you know, could, could handicap how bad we're going to do. And gutter balls. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Then we'll, we'll put we, – actually, we should put together a, a daily fish bowling tournament and raise some money for some charities. We should do that. That's a great idea. I love it. Love it. I love it. Okay. Mark it down. All right, folks. Remember, you heard it here first. And that is the Daily Grind. Hey, folks, love having you here with us. Daily Fish is live on Facebook at daily.fish.5 on Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Watch us also on Facebook at Myrtle Beach Golf Channel and Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. Check us out on uh, YouTube at Daily Fish and also Wingding TV. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon. All right. Let's talk NBA Playoff bets and prop bets. You know what that means. It's time for the Daily Fish Hardlines. John Hardison has the podcast, Cost of Winning, focusing on fantasy sports and sports betting. Welcome back, Hardline. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Great to have you. All right. NBA playoffs, a great buzzer beater. Jason Tatum and the Celtics clipped the Brooklyn Nets. Hardline, will this series be like this the rest of those games? You know, I really like this series. I think this is one of the best ones that they have going on. To me, I think that the Celtics want this to go seven games. I think if they can get it to seven and get them back home, that's what they want. Uh, yesterday, I took the over, and I thought it was be pretty easy, and it hit the over. Uh, but I did have Brooklyn winning plus four. I think going forward, uh, those are two teams that's going to be a little bit of back and forth. It's going to be a real chippy matchup. We saw Kyrie give flick somebody the bird yesterday. <laughs> In, in Boston, a place that he's been before. You know, he didn't end on good terms. But it's one of those teams that I think is going to be really good. I'm really excited for that matchup. And I'm really excited, actually, for Bulls-Bucks. Uh, a lot of people thought it was going to be a blowout. The Bucks were favorite plus 10.5 yesterday. And it actually ended up going towards the Bulls' favor. So keep your eye on those two series. I think those are the two best ones uh, to look forward to. But in terms of tonight, which is some of the best ones, uh, I have the 76ers winning minus seven and a half. I think without Scotty Barnes, without Young, uh, Gary Trent as well, it limits some of their their scoring opportunity. And I think that the 76ers are going to take it to them. But they have to win, especially because one of their uh, main defensive players, Matthias Thurbel, won't be able to play across the border due to COVID restrictions. So they, they've got to make sure that they have it back home. So I'm taking Philly minus seven and a half, and I'm taking the over of 216.5 on that game. Cool. Um, wow, I'm going under on that. I, I for the first time I'm disagreeing with the 68 percenter. You wow. So okay, of all the matchups, John Daly and and John Hardison, do either one of you guys, especially you, Hardline, do you see an upset in any of these first round matchups? Uh, you know what? A, a lot of them are pretty pretty steadily even. I actually kind of think the Jazz are going to go ahead of uh of the Mavericks. I know the Mavericks. A lot of people have a lot of love for him, but no Luka Doncic, uh, especially with that knee. Or with the ankle, I don't think that it's going to get better. Um, 
he's your franchise player. You have a lot invested in him, especially because you got rid of Porzingis. You brought in Spencer Dimwitty. I don't think they want to push it. And I think because he's their main scorer, I don't think they have a lot more to offer besides him. I do think that the Jazz get it done. I don't think that they have an answer for Rudy Gobert at all uh, in their center position. That's the team that I would say look out for them to pull the upset over the Mavs. Cool. I agree with you. I'm 100% behind the 68%er. All right. Now, for the prop bets. Fish has the Orioles winning over 60 games in baseball. We're going to have to endure that until late September. But only two sites, Hardline, are giving any NFL draft prop bets. Boyd and William Hill. Is the NFL draft just too crazy to handicap? You know what? It's it's a little crazy. Um, I wouldn't say it's it's too crazy. I think that this year there's a lot of questions going on, and I think a lot of people are trying to hedge, uh, especially with a lot of props. Sometimes William Hill, Boyd, give it to you. A lot of times we're seeing more DraftKings. We're seeing more fan duels that are willing to take the chance and the risk, especially because they're breaking into a lot more markets. Um, MGM now is starting to break into some markets. You see them in – Boston, you see them now moving down towards Phoenix. There's a lot more things that Bet MGM's doing, but I don't think they're completely set up. I think your fan duels and your DraftKings are the way to go, and Barstool as well, um, in terms of most of the draft prop bets. Let's go through some, okay, because they expect 500,000 people in the town that Hardline and Fish dwell in, okay? And they say a lot of there's going to be a lot of betting on prop bets because you're now a tourist star. They see something. Oh, absolutely. How many quarterbacks? Well, how many quarterbacks are going to go in the first round over under three? You know what? I'm taking I'm taking the under three. I just think that this draft is so we've talked about this before. It's so defensive player heavy, so offensive lineman heavy, rush edge rusher heavy. I don't think that there's a, a really standout standout group of quarterbacks compared to what we've seen in the past. Uh, I would assume this is looking at the, the big boards and what we see. And we'll have Chris Landry on the show in a couple of weeks as well. Uh, Malik Willis and more than likely Matt Carell are going to be, or uh, Kyle Pickett, excuse me, are going to be your two main ones that you're going to look. Maybe uh, Matt Carell sneaks up in there. I know there's a lot of questions, especially after the injury he had at Ole Miss. In uh, a lot of player, a lot of teams are going to wait to see if maybe he falls to the second. And I know a lot of people are saying, "Why would you do that?" It's contracts. It's money. The less money you have to pay at a certain position, the more you can give somebody else. I'm going that they're going to have under four quarterbacks taken in the first round. I think that they're going to wait to see if they can catch somebody in second. Okay, here it is. Minus 220 Malik Willis. Minus 440 Kenny Pickett. Minus 980 Matt Corral. Listen to this. Minus 1500 Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati. Minus 1400. I'm shocked at this one. Sam Howell jumps over Desmond Ritter to get out of North Carolina. So, what do they know? You're betting on on where people are going to go in the draft. All right, over under. Does it, is there a running back taken in the first round? I'm I'm going that there, there's got to be a running back that's going to be taken in the first round. I can't see a running back not, especially with a lot of teams that are out there. They need a running back. I know a lot of teams are thinking that maybe they could get somebody deeper in the draft and, and they'll stockpile like they normally do. But I I got to believe that there's a running back taken in the first round. Um, I think that the most interesting thing, especially with these props this year, is uh, there's a prop out right now. Total defensive players drafted in the first round, over 15.5 players. So we're talking about pretty much half the draft is at minus 125. Okay. Wow. Over wow. 15 and a half. Like that's, it's, it's that heavy. It's that loaded this year. Daly, what do you think about this prop bet? Both you guys. I want just a reaction. In the first two rounds, over under 15 players taken from Alabama. Ooh. I'll Ooh. go. You want me to go? I say over. I say over. I'm, I'm going to say. Jamison Williams is going to go in the first round. He got an ACL in the championship game. He'll go, you know, in the first round. And that's – he's not going to make training camp. But go ahead, guys. I, I'll, I'll go under on that. I think that there's there's a lot of really good players that are out there. I mean, Alabama's good, but, you know, they weren't the national champions last year. Uh, there, there's a lot of a lot of talent. We're talking about the guy out of Utah. We're talking about uh, the gentleman out of Oregon. We're talking about Aiden Hutchins out of Michigan. So, you know, that starts to knock the probability down uh, a little bit more and more. The one I really find interesting is uh, total first-round cornerbacks drafted under 4.5 minus 4, 150. I mean, it's just it, – it's it's just Ooh. that you're, I mean, especially, you know, sauce, sauce Gardner out of, uh, out of Cincinnati, they're projecting him to be a top 10 pick. I mean, it's just so much talent that this year you build your war chest of arsenals of defensive players. 
And maybe in the second and third round, you could sneak some wide receivers. You could sneak uh, a pretty decent quarterback that maybe you can develop later on and, and you go to that route. I just look at it as this draft is there's no offensive player. This isn't, I believe, what, 2016, 2017. This isn't Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, uh, you know, those type of guys in one draft class. It, it's really questionable, especially when we're saying like Pickett, and, and it's no knock on Pickett is projected to be a first-round pick. And to me, looking at the tape, he's normally a guy that you probably would take a second, maybe third-round pick on. Wow. All right, we're going to find out more about that next week because we're going to be talking about the NFL draft and the hard line. You're going to be a big part of that, of course. And that is the Daily Fish hard line with John Hardison, the Cost of Winning podcast. Find him here every week with us and also on Spotify, Google, and Apple podcast as well. Hardline, thanks. Stick around. We want you to join us to talk to MasterChef Jesse Hearn. So you'll be around again. All right, folks. Hey, you need a great golf getaway. The Myrtle Beach Golf Trail has dozens of courses along the Carolina coast. Set up an entire trip for yourself, your family, or a bunch of friends. The site is MyrtleBeachGolfTrail.com. You can play there year round, but I got to tell you right now, I'm right here. Now is a perfect time. All right. Wait, wait. I, I can smell it. Something's fishy. What do we have, fish? Uh-oh. How stupid are we? How stupid do you think people that produce movies, TV shows, miniseries, limited series are? We talked about the casting of Adrian Brody as Pat Riley. That's fine. But I'm watching this winning time about the uh, building the Lakers dynasty on HBO, and it's fabulously entertaining. But they took such dramatic license in the characters, the, the characters in the building up of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Jerry West is this guy that runs around doing F-bombs on the golf course. And a lot of those people have debunked it and said, it's not, don't watch it and what have you. I get that. So I'm watching the USFL, and there's a guy on Tampa Bay named Vinny Papali. But wait a minute. He's Vince Papali's son. There's a movie called Invincible with Mark Wahlberg that came out. Remember that, John? 2003. Yeah, yeah. About a guy that's a bartender that goes out for a tryout for the yeah, Philadelphia yeah. Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. Greg Kinnear plays Dick Vermeil, and there's a scene where he, Dick Vermeil says in the parking lot, to uh, he ran a 4 3 40. You know, that's the fastest guy out. He goes, Yeah, he goes, When's the last time you played football? He goes, High school. Liar. He played in a league called the WFL, who had a quarterback <laughs> named King Porkerin, who was, an, who was yeah. an Elvis impersonator. And guys like Jim Kick, Larry Zonka, and Paul Warfield, a trio of stars from the Miami Dolphins, jumped over from the NFL to play. A lot of NFL players played in this league. It lasted two years. So yeah. I'm asking you, John, I, I would even ask Hadi, not today. Why do these net? Why do people think that we're stupid? And nowadays, we could check Wikipedia and everything. Is it that important and it's fishy to me to take dramatic license and build a story, or just just hey, why don't you just tell the story? I I agree, and I think a lot of times they're putting facts in there that just you know, like you say, don't, don't even make sense. No facts. On the other yeah. hand, on, on the other hand, you know what you got to do if you're going to change the facts, you change the names. So right. You know, for instance, I'm reading a book on a fictional book on Ukraine about and hopefully we're going to talk to this guy who wrote the book was in 2017. There's a war where Russia comes in and attacks. All the names are changed. I mean, it's not President Putin. You know, it's it's a different president's name. That's what you got to do. And you would hope that they would do that. But it could get him in trouble because I, I got to think there's a lot of Lakers that are really not happy about that. No. About that. Yeah. No. You know, and, and Magic Johnson especially said, I will not watch it, don't watch it. It's But it's it's fantastic. It's so entertaining that it got it got up for two more seasons, not one, two. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah, that's what I've heard. All right, well, that makes sense. All right, still ahead, our schmuck of the week, along with Who's Got the Swag and Heidi's Hollywood, plus our special guest, Master Chef Jesse Hearns, plus our drink of the week. All right, now it is time for... Heidi's Hollywood. She is Heidi Holliker, actor and producer, who is deep in the entertainment scene with us every week. Heidi, welcome back. Let's begin. What are you binging on this week? Well, before I tell you that, I want to tell you a little secret. I have my own bowling ball. Oh, nice. <laughs> so do I. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. I, All right, I got I'm a Michael big. Jordan label on mine. Michael Jordan signed mine. Oh, well, that's a little yeah. more impressive than mine. So we're going to Amazon Prime. We're going old school, psychological thriller, Pacific Heights. 1990 scared the shit out of me. This movie is 
crazy. It's it's a two people buy a piece of property, and Michael Keaton, Matthew Modine, and uh, Melanie Griffith, and they rent to the tenant from hell. And and I've had that. I've had the neighbors from hell. So it 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 it's just scares the crap out of you. Highly recommend it. Nice. Michael yeah. Keaton, John. Michael as Keaton, we know, too. Great comedic actor. Remember him in Night Shift? As the yeah. That was great. He stole that film. So, oh, yeah. Isn't it, isn't it cool when you see a guy like him, that a comedic actor, and you see Steve Carell do it, a comedic actor, and they do these dramatic roles, and they crush yeah. it. Isn't that great? Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's you know, uh, co comedy is hard, and uh, uh, dramatic roles are, are a little easier. They really are. You can do comedy. Yeah. You can do anything. You know what? And that's absolutely right. You know, we remember when we interviewed Brian Cranston. I mean, because Cranston had uh, yep. what was the what was the goofy one he had back in the uh, series? Malcolm, Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, Malcolm in the Middle. Malcolm in the Middle, and he was the goofy father. And then all of a sudden, he becomes Walter White. So yeah, and no, it, I think it's, it's a great talking. tribute to him. It's yeah, a great you, tribute to him. You you didn't see that one coming. You definitely didn't. Nope. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Hey, you, um, Heidi, you're, you've got Mark Weiss with us. He's the guru of rock and roll photography. He photographer. He was the photographer for the decade that rocked. Hey, Mark, welcome to Daily Fish. Thanks for having me, y'all. Hey, it's exciting to have you. Hey, Fish, we, we have some of Mark's classic shots. Let's let's show some uh, of them. I, I and, show, and yeah, them. I, you know what? I'm going to show you these, <laughs> these, these pics, Mark. And first of all, before we do this, I got to ask you. I told this to Heidi the other day. I got to ask this guy, who was the coolest band that you photographed and you partied with and said, you know what? And you kept a relationship with. Motley Crue, for sure. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy guys, crazy guys. And I survived it. I survived the, uh, <laughs> the bus initiation, which is well documented in my book, where uh, what Nikki did was draw blood to get on the bus. Yeah. I've heard that. Um, well, hopefully you don't have a copy of Sam and Tommy's tape. But we'll go. We'll, we'll go that some other time. Let's look at this. Look at this great. Look at this great shot. Look at that. Talk wow. about that shot. Yeah, that Mark. was. Yeah, that was when they opened up for uh, Motley Crue. They were in, in 1987 on the rise, right before they were starting to headline arenas. And uh, you know, there was those uh, the signs, uh, you know, backstage, and and uh, we just grabbed it, and I told them to hold it, and had a bottle of Jack and there you go. And that was like, that's like the opener for the book. So, you know, every picture tells a story and, and, and the book was really about the storytelling of through my photographs and through the times I had in the eighties. And Mark so and I go back to Twisted Sister. That's how we met on the set of Twisted Sisters video leader of the pack. Oh, you mean yeah, this one? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there she is. Yeah. Yep. Who's that? Who's that in the bottom there? Me. Oh, yeah. It's me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what look a at thrill that, that was. Dee, Dee hey, Mark, Dee Snyder had to be a character to deal with. That guy just looks like a fun guy. Yeah, you know, he, he's a fun guy. He's not a partier. He, he's never had a drink in his life, and, and he doesn't do drugs. Wow. He's like the, the straightest wow. guy, and he's he does drink a lot of coffee. So uh, his hyperness is definitely contributing to uh, to uh, as being a coffee achiever. But uh, wow. great guy. Still, uh, you know, the album cover, Stay Hungry, it's like, for both of us, it really, it really uh, was a game changer for him, obviously, because, uh, you know, it became a, a huge act and, and all the success and still to this day that, you know, it's still being, you know, on commercials. And for me, uh, it was my first album cover and uh, it was a hell of a cover and it got a lot of uh, notoriety and a lot of attention. So I owe a lot to the band and to D for giving me that image. Wow. So, Mark, when is, when is the book coming out? Well, the book came out. It came out okay. right. Be, it came out in uh, COVID time, like right when COVID started, and like uh, two years ago. And oh, okay. I, cool. I wasn't able, I wasn't able to properly promote it, so I did everything online, and it went right to number one on the metal on the Amazon metal charts and celebrity charts, and still to this day on the on the the metal. Uh, Amazon uh, book charts. It's still the t one of the top three books that, that you can purchase. And it's in four wow. languages now. It just got released in Italy. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're picking up. It's like it's not going away. It's one of those books where it's not one artist. It's, you know, dozens and dozens of artists. And uh, it's just a time where a lot of people are still uh, they're still 
loving and they're still uh they want they want to remember the times they had back in the day and the pictures help bringing memories to them the yeah. 80s the 80s were were amazing and and to have had that tie-in and the connection with mark at that moment doing that video and and just having you know we all lived through it and successfully and um mark i wanted to ask you is there a photo that was too graphic that you couldn't put in the book uh yeah well I, there is in 1982 uh there's a section uh when i used to shoot for a uh, wee magazine which was uh uh you know wee magazine is a men's magazine and we had a, a music section but i used to we did a twist on it where we shot musicians uh rock stars with naked women or half naked women so um shocker huh yeah right <laughs> so we did uh ozzy we did motley crew uh, we did Motorhead and the Motorhead guys, Lemmy and Lemmy. Phil, Phil, they were a little bit, they got a little bit out of hand. So we got a actress from that kind of film uh, industry and, uh, and she was up for it. And I, I mean, most of the time my eyes were closed and it's like, <laughs> sure. But, uh, <laughs> I was a young lad. I was like, he was, he was sweet and innocent. I swear I was there. Old, you know, sure. Naked women and rock stars. Oh my goodness. What a life. Yeah. Well, Heidi and I grew up in, in LLA, as you know, and one of the bands that we grew up with and saw them on the Sunset Strip before they became mega stars. And look at this picture of this guy. Rest in peace, man. Look at this daily. Yeah. That's Eddie Van Halen, you know, yep. and that God. You had a chance to, to photograph these guys, and that had to be – is this Eddie with uh, David Lee Roth, Mark, or is he with Sammy Hagar at the time? No, that was with Roth. Uh, you know, those were the yeah. times. I first shot Van Halen in 79 when they played in Asbury Park, and they were oh. doing theater still, you know, and uh, I think it was their second album. And that was my first assignment for Circus Magazine. I was still a teenager and, and got backstage. I uh, yeah. I introduced myself to Eddie and I took my first backstage moment with him. And we, uh, from then on, we uh, became, uh, you know, pretty good subject. He was a good subject for me. So they welcomed me backstage and I've done photo shoots and then they started hiring me. I was at the MTV Lost Weekend doing all the stuff for MTV. So that was wow. one weekend. And then when they, uh, the changing of the singers, uh, uh, they brought me on board to do work with them, uh, doing their tour book. So, you know, I, wow. uh, I carried over to the, to the 90s with them. What a great There's, opportunity. Now, do yeah. you talk about that in your podcast too? Uh, my podcast is a lot has to do with my relationships with the bands, but really it's just, it's, uh, it's about the artist's story of their humble beginnings. Like I have anywhere from, you know, from Ted Nugent to, I even interviewed Engelbert Humperdinck because, you know, anyone who did it to rock and it comes across my path. It, it started out of boredom a little bit from going to concerts and doing the sound checks, taking photographs, and then waiting for the show. So I have hours in between. So I brought my video camera, and I said, "Do you mind talking about how you started?" And you know, I have Johnny Winter before, right before he passed. All these stories, and they're really nice, humbling stories of when their grandmother gave them their guitar, or their brother, or someone that you know. And it, it kind of the story is up until. Uh, they uh, became famous, and then that's where it stops. So it's kind of like a campfire story. It's a quick ten or fifteen minute interview, and now we're we're so I have a hundred of those that I've been doing these video interviews. So we just released them on the Rock Scene podcast, Rock Scene Magazine podcast this month of April, and then in May with my uh, partner Greg Alpern, uh, we're going to be doing new interviews with new anyone that's rock, and it's going to be more not just about the. Uh, humble beginnings but you know it's a little more current and just to keep it going a little bit so uh yeah so it's roxing magazine youtube uh and uh it's, you know it's it's fun stuff and again it's just a it's a passion just like what you guys are doing and just to spread in the word of what you believe in right yeah jeff, jeff hirschfeld from cicero illinois says tell wise guy <laughs> like a better looking ver jewish version of stephen van zandt of the East Street Band. <laughs> and it's a you ever get that? <laughs> oh, but I love Stephen, and he's he's a good friend of mine. Uh, he's at my he was at my wedding thirty years ago, and I That's shot good. his I shot his uh, some album promo for him when he went solo in the eighties, and you know we're uh, involved in certain uh, 
uh, foundation. So yeah, he's a good guy. We help each other out when we can. And uh, I never heard that one. Well, if he converts to Judaism, you, you could play the guy. <laughs> and, <it's> like, <laughs> that's great. and Mark, wow. can, you, can you tell us about the, um, the briefly, the story of, of the bone of D Snyder and the bone? Yeah. Well, the album cover? Yeah, well, the bone was uh, well. I, I created this big set, and uh, at, uh, at first it was supposed to be half of the band with makeup and half without makeup. And I got that, but I still really wasn't feeling it. D was a little uh, was holding back a little bit. So after this twenty-two hour photo shoot I did, the band left, and I said, D, you know, you want to stick around and do some more individuals? And he's like, Yeah, okay. And then I said, D, come on, like, let it rip, you know, go, go for it. And I threw this bone that I got at the butcher, uh, like, you know, earlier in the day. And he just started going, this is four in the morning. He's like taking the bone and hitting it against the, uh, the walls and making noises like an animal. And, uh, and that's, at a, it, it was like the last roll of film of 36 frames. And it was the last frame on the film on the roll that we got that magic photograph that we're still talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. Classic. Good guys. All right. All right. Hey, we've been talking to legendary rock and roll photographer, Mark Weiss. Mark, give us the name of the book again. It's The Decade That Rocked. And tell us where we can listen to your podcast. It's Rock Scene Magazine podcast, and it's on all the streaming, you know, Apple and Spotify and all those good things out there. All, all the good stuff. All right. He comes to us. Thanks to Heidi's Hollywood. Heidi Holliker is with us every week. You can check her out on Facebook and Instagram as well. Heidi and Mark, thank you so much. That was fascinating. Thanks for having me. Love all of you. Thank you all so right. much. We'll do, we'll do, it, we'll do it again, Mark. We'll have you on again for a longer segment. This is this absolutely is anytime, thank brothers. Oh, just thank tell you, us where we can buy the book real quick. It's the uh, You can get it on Amazon, but if you want yeah. a personalized copy from me, uh, you can go to uh, thedecadethatrock.com and I personalize it. I'll throw in some postcards some prints, you know, a couple little bundles and stuff. But if you're looking for a good deal, go to Amazon, like everything else. Sure. Yeah, we'll come to you directly. All right. Pictures of okay. Heidi. Yeah, that's what they want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Heidi okay. and Mark, thank you. Thank you, thank guys. You guys. All right. From there, we are going to our schmuck of the week. Fish, who's been schmucky this week? Oh, month? this is great. I'll get the icon on for that. That was fascinating, man. That, that, guy, that, guy. that was good stuff. Yeah. Stevie Benz. <laughs> Stevie Benz. Take a look at this. I mean, I got to find all these. I have so many icons in there. You got to find the right one. All right. This is, check out. You love baseball, right? But both our swag, John, and our schmuck on the left. Look at the, see the can of beer? Guy from the Cardinals swings the bat and hits the beer, the foul ball, and nails the guy right in the face. And the guy sued. He wanted a free, He got pissed off. Hey, it says back to the ticket, you schmuck. That ain't baseball that goes in the stands. You're on your own. You know. What are you doing? It's so great. The guy wanted a free beer. I tried to get the video of that. I couldn't get it, man. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Still, that's. I heard about that, and that's the first picture I've seen of it, though. That was great. All right. Let's see who has got the swag. Who are we toasting this week? We're going to toast Zach Whalen. I got a great video. This guy plays for the Savannah. Let me tell you, he plays for the Savannah Bananas minor league team, right? Check this out. Different point of view of the Flaming Bat. I love it. Now that, and he got a base hit at the bat. You know, I, 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 it was so cool. You know, that's a single A team. See the crowd there? That was great. He lit his bat on fire because it was in a slump. That's swag. Wow. That is really cool. Hey, you got to check out ESPN did a great documentary on how the Savannah Bananas became the greatest show in baseball. It is a great documentary. You can get it definitely. Uh, well, Hardline sometimes the greatest show in baseball, but. <laughs> the, if you go see this documentary, you can watch it on YouTube. It is great, heartwarming, and funny, and it's what baseball means to small town America. So that was a great swag. All right, it really is. What is our drink of the week, Fish? Well, for all you guys that have bowling balls, and I'm sure partisan bowls, this is Bailey's and coffee because I knew this show was going to be caffeinated because got such great personalities on there. Why not? Bailey's and coffee is a huge, huge breakfast drink at Chuck's Tavern on North Durango. So why, why not keep it going on our show?
Hey, lad. Hey, here's to him. Mm. Make sure it's got caffeine or don't doesn't have caffeine in it at night. By the way, you have a Raiders thing. I have an old Cleveland Indians one. That's not that's no longer in existence. How about that? Huh? Pretty cool. All right. And now um, our Daily Fish Drink of the Week is sponsored by Shucks Tavern in Vegas. Great seafood and drinks in two locations. Head to Shucks Tavern on North Durango and the northwest side of town where fish is overnight. Say Daily Fish Podcast. You get a free drink. Do it the next day. A free appetizer. That's Shucks Tavern. Check out Shucks Tavern on Facebook. And you might actually see Hardline there because he's a he's a regular there as well. So we're going to do that. All right. Let's bring. Do we have Jesse? We don't. We just had him. He bounced out. So when he bounces back in, we'll get him in. Um, okay. Well, let me let me do a quick intro, and then we'll we'll bring him back in, and then we can talk until we get him back in. There's, there's just technical difficulties, folks. So just uh, bear with us on this. But uh, Jesse Hearns is a master chef. His restaurant is Jesse B's Barbecue and Soul Food in Memphis, and it is blowing things up down there. He also has a line of spices and sauces. He is very close to the to the Raider Nation right there, and he comes from a powerful punch of a family. Uh, Jesse is the brother of Hitman Thomas the Hitman Hearn. So hopefully we are going to get them. Uh, we're going to get him in here soon. I keep saying them. I meant to say I'd love to get Thomas on the show at some point, but. Um, so anyway, hopefully we're going to get him and, uh, we've been trying to actually get him on the show for a, for a little bit fish, right? Yeah. He's, he's he, he talks about in the, in the rehearsals, tough to get a hold of me trying to get a hold of him. And it's this guy, this guy right here, chef Jesse Hearns, man. Hey, 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 hey. what's up fellas? What's up daily? What's up John? Hey, what's, what's up? Fish? All right. What's going on, Jesse? Everything is wonderful, man. Wonderful. Just wonderful. Super. Life is great. Hey, let me tell you something I'm really happy for. I got. I want to start this off. Um, I, I think this is – I'm going to show you a picture of this because I want you to talk about this and lead it off. We've been friends for a real long time, but you didn't tell yeah. me that you were, you were part of royalty. You are one of the brilliant black men of 2021 tour, live with Melissa Johnson. And you've got the president of God World's Church. You've got David Northern. I'm familiar with him. The, the big – big-time housing authority guru, William E. Smith, actor, director, writer, has written many, many shows on stars, and you're there, too. Look at that, Jess, Jesse B. Earn. Hey, buddy, congratulations, and talk about Thank that. Thank you, man. Thank you. You know, um, when you have, we have done great things, and, you know, I'm the type of person to where I try to put back in the community, you know, to make myself, and, you know, I, I get blessed from God. So when he blesses me, I like to be a blessing to other people. And when I did that, I got recognition from the Wild Ministries, which I love Miss Melissa Johnson. She's great, great. And, you know, I, I just like to put back out, you know, when I receive, you know. And I really appreciate her for the recognition of having me on the Great Black Man Show. Congrats. Congrats. Thank you. Go for it, Fish. You got any more? Yeah, I got, I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of it. I want to talk about your restaurant. I mean, you're blowing up there in Memphis. I want to ask you about your lineage as a restaurateur. Oh, uh, we're losing. We lost him. We lost him again. Yeah, we lost him. We're gonna. This is gonna be a problem we're gonna have. So we got one seg uh, question in. So <laughs> let's fill. Let's fill with. I want to ask Hardline. Let's go back. Let's go back yeah. to the NBA playoffs. Okay. Why is it so important, Hardline? I want you to be as honest as you can about this. That the idiots that run the NBA constantly, the hierarchy, the Adam Silvers, constantly talk about how hard it is to do a podcast and keep your guests in the in the queue. <laughs> <laughs> hey, got you again. You there? Can you hear me? Yeah, back again. Right, it's all good. We, 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 this is part of, you know, we, we, we have, I've had technical issues here in Las Vegas with the internet. So your, 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 your place in Memphis blowing up and you do great business and you're well known in the community. You talked to Guy Fieri, you talked to a lot of these chefs that work on the yeah. food channel. They know who, Je who Chef Jesse Hearns is. Now, any plans yeah. to expand because you need to get out to Las Vegas. 
<laughs> we need some of that barbecue, man. That's that's what it is. The hell with that motherfucker. I ain't going to Las Vegas. So back to Adam Silver. Why does he? This is great. Why does he want? Why do so, Why do they come out and say things like it's important for Brooklyn to go far because of Kyrie, because of Durant, because you know, Ben Ben Simmons? It, it's it's ridiculous. Why? Well, it's the market. It's the market share. It's it's similar to why is Rutgers in the Big Ten to begin with, right? Like, why is it? It's all the way east. It's TV revenue. It's TV areas. And hey, we got Jesse back. Jesse, what's going on, my man? Hey, what's wrong with y'all stuff, man? I'm about to put you guys in that grease and that hot grease. <laughs> yeah. All, all I ask you is, you want to come to Las Vegas, and and you went to black, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I I just was in Vegas, man, looking at some property across the street from the M. Um, I was there four years ago checking out that same property and it's available. So what we're planning on doing now is coming down there. I have two business partners there in Vegas, both of them are doctors. What we're going to do is we're going to put up a rehabilitation clinic. We're going to put up a doctor's office, a storage facility. Actually, it's right across the street, Fish, from the Oakland Raiders training facility. Raiders, baby. You see that? Raiders, baby. Raiders, yeah. baby, Raiders, yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Look at that. It's better hey, the the like, I know these guys want to ask you a lot of questions, but you're going to segue into this. Sorry, guys. Look at this pick, Hardline Daily. Look at that. I know the guy is Willie Brown. And then there's your wonderful brother. And look at the guy with the haircut. Who's the guy with the clenched fist? Who's that? Is that you, Jesse? <laughs> oh, yeah. There we go, baby. <laughs> yeah. We, we have me. You know, me and Mark had a wonderful time, man. Every time I come to Vegas, Mark takes care of me. I mean, he rolls out the red carpet, you know, and anything that Mark's need, I'm there for him. You know, he wears my chain around his neck, as you can see, the Jesse B's chain, and I wear his Super Bowl ring right here. So, you know, hey, he said, so that's a great friend of mine, man, and I really enjoy being with that guy. Good. Hey, Chef. As a matter of fact, when I come back to Vegas, when I get with Mark, I'm going to call you, Fish. Daly, are you in Vegas? Or John? I'm not, but I'll be there if you are. I am. Okay. I am in Vegas. Okay. Hardline is. Okay, I'm going to make it to where I can get, where all of us can get together, man, and and, and, uh -huh. and have, break bread and have dinner. Yeah, show well, this. We show might do it down there at Chuck's. We got to do it at Chuck's, baby. There we go. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Yeah. You know, Jesse, yeah. I got to say, I'm, I'm a little jealous of that ring because, uh, you know, both of us, we have a lot in common, you know, especially being Detroit guys. Uh, I know Tommy oh, you're Detroit. from Detroit. Yeah, I'm, from, I'm straight from Detroit, man. That's what I'm talking about, baby. So Tommy's from, <laughs> so here's the, here's the funny thing about it. Tommy lives in Southfield. I lived in Farmington. Yep. So we're right next to each other. Farmington wow. Hills. Wow. I actually, wow. as funny as wow. it is, I used to work with John, your bro, John Hearns. Oh, wow. I used to work yeah. with John and Jay. Yeah, God rest his soul. You know my God brother passed, man. Man, sharp dresser yeah. to the nines, could, could oh. speak, could get oh, the man. tongue. Oh, yeah. Man, get, to the get whatever he needed to the yeah. T, man. John and I, I knew some people that went to UNLV with oh, John, yeah. too, that just knew him ever since, he, you know, when he went okay, back man. there during the Running Rebel days. So everything's close. I've been through yeah. Kronk a bunch of times. I've seen everything that you could think of that Cobra. Wait, wait a minute. Hey. Oh, you left us. Damn it. All right. So back to the NBA. I'm, so, I'm jealous of that Super Bowl ring, man. I'm jealous of it. Yeah. That's the closest thing. I'm from Detroit, and that's the closest I'm going to get to yeah, the damn yeah, ring. Exactly. <laughs> the Detroit got pissed off. So, um, it, again, we talked about Adam Silver once said daily that the Lakers, it's important for the marquee teams to get to the finals. And we talked about that a million times on the podcast. The hell with the Lakers. All right. If, if Brooklyn doesn't make it, the league's not going to fold, correct? It's not going to fold, but I mean, you've, you've got some marquee teams in there. At least you've got Boston in there, which definitely helps. You got Chicago in there. Uh, that's helping, you know, you got the San Francisco market that's in there. So you got a lot of different markets that's helping, that's helping out, but in the same type of markets that Jesse's barbecue sauce is in spreading across the nation. <laughs> hey, you forgot about this baby. Look at this here. This is that world famous lemon pepper. Ooh, is that yours? Well, yeah. This is mine. Yeah. World famous in the How do we get out of This is all of Jesse's stuff. Look what I got. That's yeah, all look at that. That's Jesse. that barbecue That's rub, baby. You got to get that on your barbecue, baby. You got to get that barbecue rub. 
Love it. How do we get yeah. it, Jesse? So what, what Hardline was I'm saying, gonna, Jesse, uh, said he knew your brother, rest in peace, right? Oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah. He knew your brother, John. So I, I, am I trying to say that when John went out clubbing with Hardline, you and Tommy, you guys were his wingman because you guys couldn't pull anything out of the clubs? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know how it is, man. <laughs> What the hell with him, yeah, man? I know Jesse can cook for me, and Hardline's with the right. and I'm going to have sex tonight. I want to be with John. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I have also have some more products I'm coming out with. I have the. It's called the Young Chefs Food Line, and what that does is it teaches kids from the age of six to sixteen how to cook. Basically, everything is going to be in one package already put together only they have to do is put it together you know of course with the guidance of their parents the seasonings everything is going to be there only thing they have to do is yeah so like jesse oh. was saying where the parents of the nba you know adam silver is the deputy <laughs> commissioner everyone else it's all about market share it's all about being able to get those tvs uh you know shared across the way from espn to the local nbc affiliates maybe abc affiliates so that's that's why i mean you have a much broader reach having brooklyn in than you do with denver you know especially in terms of like that market share that they have so that's more so where adam silver is hinting at um, and, you know, look, you know, certain countries have certain teams that they love more. I mean, especially when you go over to, you know, China, they loved Kobe Bryant. I mean, that was their guy. And they would watch Lakers games all the time. But nothing is, is as sweet in L.A. as Jesse Hearn's barbecue sauce and barbecue rubs. <laughs> it's a knockout. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So, Jesse, as I was saying us, about where the spices, where do we get them? Well, it's you go online to Jesse B's World Famous Seasonings.com. Jesse B's World Famous Seasonings.com. Also, um, you know, you could shoot um, me an email and I can make sure it gets there much faster, which is Jesse Hearns 1967 at gmail.com. Cool. We, we'll, 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 we'll send them to the website. That's that's right. Yeah. Absolutely. There we, there we go. So it's tell us the restaurant in Vegas. Vegas, the restaurant in Vegas, what type of restaurant is going to be? Well, basically what we're going to do, we're going to do some small mini restaurants. We're going to do small mini restaurants. I'm going to do uh, gourmet egg roll, gourmet salads, mm -hmm. um, of course, gourmet baked potatoes, gourmet pastas. Uh, and I'm going to have a gourmet hot dog where you can get at least 27 different items on that all beef hot dog or are we going to do a vegetarian dog you know wow 27 think, you know spices 27 things and a couple <laughs> more get you to all the nba teams that we have available <laughs> close enough to all the nfl teams as well we're going to load it up just like the draft baby coming up soon especially because we got chris landry coming maybe you know when chris comes out here we get him some jesse barbecue going on at the same time you know Maybe, you know, cook for Mr. Davis, you know, have him over, you know, get get an old school grill, one of those big, thick ones for Jesse to cook out of. Who writes your stuff? You're unbelievable. You're funny, man. I swear <laughs> to you God. know, I'm from Detroit. This is what you got to do. You got to gift the gab yeah. to get your way. But nobody's got to gift the gab like Jesse Hearns. Let me tell you. Ooh, Bell, baby, we're back. <laughs> this is great. Jet, Jet, back, uh, baby. How you doing, man? Nice, nice to meet you. You good? <laughs> we're back, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I want to come to Vegas, man. We, we definitely have to get together and sit down oh, and, and have dinner together. So, so I'm, I'm going to come down ask. And... Sure. I, I got to ask. So so you, you you lived in Detroit. You cook out of Memphis. I got to ask, what's the best style of barbecue? Because I know you've been around in Texas, St. Louis, Detroit, you know Memphis, you North Carolina. I brought, I brought Detroit to Memphis. So okay. I still got to stick with my hometown because I brought Detroit to Memphis and became number one right here in Memphis, Tennessee. But they think this is Memphis barbecue. It's Detroit's barbecue. I had to bring it from home here to let them know who had the real barbecue. Mm. Man, you're making me hungry right now, man. Making me think about being on Belle Isle back in the summer. <laughs> I love Belle Isle, baby. I miss Belle Isle. <laughs> I miss Detroit. Yeah, but you know what? I want I want I want to tip my hat off to Fish. Fish, when I came to Vegas, man, you treated me like a king. I love you, and I told you the day I met you, 
I never met a guy like you before, man. When me and Fish met, we became just like this here instantly. And he's been my friend ever since the day we met, what, about seven years ago, Fish? Uh, about eight, nine years ago. You know, it was a long yeah, time ago. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I, I, I wish you the best. And you know what? I'm the same guy that you see, like the, the idiot on this podcast that I am when I'm bartending. And I feel the same way about you. But you're my buddy. You're, you're, well, you're considered family, and so are these two guys. I met Hardison. I Hardison comes in the bar one night with his wife, and his wife never got a word in it. See that? That's his wife thinks about me. See? <laughs> <laughs> so one time, John and I are on a plane going to L.A., and we're talking about the NBA, and the whole plane almost went down. But you know what, Jesse and Fish are like this, and Fish and I are like this, and not as close as us at having that, you know, fish basket at Shucks where you could get a, you know, appetizer overnight if you say daily fish. You know, say say it again. You know, I met. I know it's funny. I'm that way, and I met you guys. I've been friends with Daily for over 20 years. I've been friends with Heidi. I had a crush on her in high school. You know, and we reconnected at a at a reunion, and it's all great. I, I believe in relationships, and and. There's something special about this guy that I knew right away. Just a nice human being and just great talk. And I never, I didn't give a shit that his brother was Tommy Hitman Hearns and that he got his ass kicked by Marvelous Marvin Hadler. I had Hadler in the fight. And I, I, appreciate, I appreciate you, Fish. Oh, you're there. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is my buddy, Fish. I love you always, man. You too. Definitely. Back at you, man. Thank you for the kind words, but I feel the same way about you. And so these two guys also, and I believe in relationships and 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 and, and being close yeah. to people. And, you know, you have a way. Real quick, in 41 years in, in my business, you find people that have good hearts and you have a good judge of character. And you're one of those guys. Genuine. It's called being genuine. You know. Yeah. Being genuine, I like a genuine and that's person. That's why you're a brilliant black man. That's why they figured you out to be a brilliant black man because you give back to the community, and that's what everyone I should do. It doesn't matter what color you are, give back to the community. Yeah. You know, you know he said something that was. You said, "Hang on," you said something that was really apropos. You said, "I'm building a restaurant and a rehabilitation center." That means a lot, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, they're going to eat your food, Absolutely. and then when they get sick because they ate too much, they can go to the rehab center and throw up. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I love that guy, I tell you. <laughs> no, seriously. From my, from my heart, and I speak for Hardison and Daly, they just they just met you. I've known you. You know, you think about building for the community, and that's what this world right. needs a lot more of. Right. You know what, Daly and Fish and John, God blesses you guys, man, so you guys can be a blessing to other people. You know, you have the day you was born and you have that slash. What have you done in that slash to bless somebody else? Yeah. Got to really think about it. You know, can you make someone smile? Can you make someone smile today? You know, I get naked and my wife laughs. But can you make someone smile? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's the goal, man. Just making someone smile and giving back. Exactly. You have exactly. to be a blessing to people. You know? Right. So to be a blessing. Because you never know who's going through what in this life. You never know the other man's problems because you're not there with them. But what you can do is you could be a blessing to that person. I don't care if it's just a kind word. Just be a blessing to that person, man, and and that will that will mean something to that person deep down in here, because you came up and said, "Hey, God bless you," you know. Thank you, thank you. Well, here's a picture of you guys. I just want to show everyone. You got oh, see, right. well, oh, there he is. <laughs> hey, talk about again? Hey, we'll just, we'll Jesse Hurts, baby. Hey, Jesse, Knockout barbecue. what do you think about the NBA playoffs, Jesse? What do you think is going to win between the Celtics and the and the Nets? Well, I think that maybe the Celtics might win in five games. <laughs> I, I, I thought you say Memphis. With, yeah, I think he's going with the Grizzlies. So yeah, right. Well, so, we're going to wrap this up pretty soon. If he comes back yeah. in, we're going to wrap this up. So okay. John, I'm going to bring him back in again and then wrap it up. And all right, we'll, get that, have him we'll back, say goodbye so. to him, and uh, we got to have him on again sometime when there's better connection. Go. Hey, Jesse, we're, we're going to wrap it up here since, you know, you got okay. a pretty bad connection. But we just want to say, hey, thank you so much you. for being on here. And just to tell folks, hey, if you're in Memphis, check out his restaurant. It's Jesse B's Barbecue 
and uh, Jesse Keys, Jesse B's BBQ and Soul Food. And he also has a line of spices and you can get it at Jesse B's World Famous Seasonings.com. Yep. I appreciate you guys having me on and I'm looking forward to coming back on with you guys again. And once I get to Vegas, let's get together and have a wonderful time, man. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate hey, it. We got to go down to Shucks now. I don't want to go nowhere else but Shucks. You're there right. you go. <laughs> There we go, baby. Hardline's got a seat named after him over there, so I love you. Yes. I love you too, Eric. I love you too. Right, hey Daddy, you my guy too, John. I appreciate you hey, being on from the baby. D, baby. That's what I'm talking hey, about, nice. honey. You gotta, you gotta keep representing the D. <laughs> All right. Thank Looking you forward to seeing you guys soon. We'll see you in person. Thanks, Jesse. Knock him dead. Way to go. All right, and folks, coming up, Fish and I, and I think Hardline's going to stick with us. We're going to wrap things up, give you a sneak peek at next week. Just want to tell you first, we want you to check out Hope for the Warriors. They have a big celebrity golf event coming up August 27th to the 29th. It will be in Wallace, North Carolina. That is near Wilmington, North Carolina. And Fish, we are planning on being there. Hope for the Warriors works with our military warriors who were wounded in war. They help them restore their sense of self and family and hope they get them healthy so they're part of their families and their community. It is a great charity. It's a great event as well. And uh, hopefully we're going to see you there as well. Remember, go to this website. It's hopeforthewarriors.org. And we're looking forward to that. Hey, folks, thanks for being with us. Remember, Daily Fish is live from Vegas and Myrtle Beach on Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. We're on Facebook at daily.fish.5 plus the Myrtle Beach Golf Channel and Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. Catch us on YouTube and Wingding TV, and you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon as well. Write to us at dailyfish1 at gmail.com. What happened? What happened? My, my mother just texted me and said, he's so cute, John Hardison. He should host a show, and you guys should leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that to me was the most fun podcast we've done because of all the improvisation. Harvine, Jaylee, you guys are great. That was so much fun. Weiss, how do you struck gold with this guy? I love that segment because, you know, if you grew up in rock and roll like I did and John did, you know, Hardison, you got a little bit of the 80s and 90s no, by watching no. YouTube. Um, this guy got a chance to be with bands and, 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 and photograph him. I promise you, this guy has stories that will knock your socks off about all oh, the backstages and stuff like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not a better. I'll tell you what, I didn't think about that. We're trying to sell this podcast and the Raiders are looking, right? Hearns is best friends with, with Mark Davis. So hardline, we're going to get a little manicure and a pedicure. We'll bring John <laughs> out. John will probably do the manicure and the pedicure because he gets it all the time. And, yeah, if we, we if we get if we get in the room with Davis Hardison, do me a favor, do all the talking. Don't let me screw this up. <laughs> <laughs> we just need some of Jesse's famous barbecue, and we'll wheel it in, and I'll put you underneath the tray or the or the serving cart, and then you just pop out with the spiel. I got to right. tell you, and there's Heidi. Heidi, are you a big barbecue fan too? I love barbecue, and I got my nails done, so I'm there ready. Oh. <laughs> oh, we'll bring go. we'll bring you in front of Mark Davis. Maybe you can give him a haircut. Okay. This is it, everyone. Daily Fish. If you're watching and you're listening on Spotify and all our outlets, and John, I'll give it to you in a second. This is the this is the foursome that yeah. is here to entertain you every week. And we've now actually hit uh start of our second year. And I couldn't be yeah. proud of these three people that I get a chance to work uh. with. Right back at you, big boy. Thanks for making it all happen, yes. coming together. Hey, uh, real quickly, Next week, we have uh, Chris Landry uh, scheduled to hopefully we're going to be able to talk to him and fish. There's a chance he's so busy because of the NFL draft. He he definitely wants to come on. So uh, hopefully we're going to have him. If not, well, we got the hard line still. So we'll go over a lot of the stuff on the draft because there's going to be a lot of stuff brewing this yeah. week. That's for sure. Cool. And, uh, and Heidi, yeah. Heidi, anything big? We only got about 30 seconds left. Anything big next week going on in mm -hmm. Hollywood? Um, I'll let you know. I'll, I'll, I'm going to make some calls and find out. <laughs> All righty. There we go. All right. Before again. we go, before we go, I, I, I'm not a big hot dog guy, but the way he described a vegetarian hot dog, 27 things on top of a hot dog. I don't know about you, Hardline, but I can't wait. I like to fly. I've never, you know, I've never been to, I've never been to Memphis. I know you guys have. We got, or I'm John I Daly. 
I have. Yeah. I'd love to go to Memphis. Great food. Yeah. Great well, food. Guess what, John? I'll take care of you when you go there. Take us out, Daily. All right. Hey, folks. Again, Daily Fish. We'll see you next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Thank you so much for being with us. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. Love all of you.